The Teach Middle East podcast is brought to you by Schoolfinder.ae. Schoolfinder.ae is a comprehensive schools directory serving the United Arab Emirates. Is your school a member? Go to Schoolfinder.ae to find out more. Now, enjoy this episode. It is time to get happy. Yes, you heard right. Happiness is a decision and it starts with gratitude. In this episode of the Teach Middle East podcast, we're talking to none other than Action Jackson himself. We're chatting about how teachers can help themselves and the young people that they teach to be happier. Listen to the end, guys, because we even broke out in song during this episode. Check it out. You are listening to the Teach Middle East podcast, connecting, developing, and empowering educators. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Teach Middle East podcast. Today, I have none other than Action Jackson himself. I wish we had video on this podcast because he is the epitome of happiness. Let me give you a little backstory. I actually met Jackson virtually on Twitter, and then I started to follow him on LinkedIn. And I have to be honest, like I'm like a little fangirl right now because every time I see his posts, I stop and I take in what he has to say because it always exudes such positivity, always makes me think always takes me out of my little doldrums if I'm in one and makes me think, you know what, you've got lots to be thankful for. Work on your gratitude, girl, and get happy. So welcome, Jackson. It's so good to have you. Listen, it's a pleasure to be here right now. Honestly, that introduction was just amazing. It made me feel like, oh my gosh, it's good stuff. (laughs) It's, It's true. All of it. All of it is true. Listen, I know you're the happiness guy. What makes you happy? Let's just jump in. What makes you happy? What makes me happy? Do you know what? Being grateful for life makes me happy. To know that every day when you wake up, is just like winning a lottery because some people don't get the next day. Sadly, some people say, oh, tomorrow I'm going to do something and then they're no more. So every time I wake up above ground, it's like, yes, I get another day. Woohoo! So I'm not going to complain. That's awesome. So what's your ideal day like? Like, You know, you wake up, what do you do? What's your ideal day? Okay, ideal day. I wake up 5am, I do my one hour silent meditation where I sit still for one hour and I just, I'm present with my thoughts. I don't judge them. I just let them flow for one hour straight. Once I do that, I then put on my running shoes and I go and run a 10k and just go and breathe in some fresh air before the world wakes up and contaminates the oxygen in the air with the pollution. So I go and get the fresh air. (laughs) Then I come back into the office. Uh, Well, I don't call it the office. I call it the zone. It's like my garage has been turned into a place called the zone. And I do my mantra that I read to myself constantly to get me back into focus because sometimes it's very easy to get distracted. What's the mantra? What's the mantra? I want to (laughs) know. Ooh, okay. So my mantra that I use to kind of get me into the zone is all I need is within me now. I am grateful for my life. I am happy to be alive. Oh, I love that. Okay, Mm. carry on, carry on. Carry on (laughs) with your day. Now, once I've done my mantra, boom, I'm feeling amped up. 
And then I stopped to just think about my why. Why do I do what I do? I'm all about creating a world where young people wake up happy and go to bed fulfilled. And that's me. That's my mission. So why are you doing that? I'm doing this for my wife, my daughter, my family, my in-laws, the young people around me. I want to build wealth for families who are suffering. I want to be able to give this much. So I've got 13 different whys on the wall that I read to myself just to get myself in the zone. And then after that, boom, I might just do about 30 minutes of reading about being in the present. Then I get on with the drudgeries of the day, the emails, or I might have a webinar or a podcast like this. And then I get into that. So I first of all, set myself up before I do that. And then once I've done with all of that, it's family time. Wow. So what time thereabouts do you think that is when you get to maybe be with your family? So, I mean, I try to clock off at five o'clock, get out the zone and go and be in a, in a family zone. So I must be out by five because I've got to draw that line because I can be a workaholic. I know me. I love what I do, but I've got to balance it. By five, I'm out. Yeah. Well, congrats on your daughter. I actually watched that on social media. Social media is such a mad place. You feel mm. like you know somebody. Like I watched you, you know, welcome your new daughter into the world and just like happy for you. And I'm like, the guy doesn't know you, Lisa Grace. He does not. <laughs> like you're grinning. You're over here grinning that he's got a new daughter and he doesn't even know you. But I think it's fabulous that we can connect and, you know, send positive thoughts towards people, even if they don't know that you're doing that. So here's my thing. You know, our audience is made up of thousands and thousands of teachers based over here in the Middle East. And mm-hmm. we are far from our families. We're far from the people that we care about the most in the world. And a lot of us are going through tough times. How can teachers get into that happy zone that you talk about so much? Well, you know what? For me, I always teach from my transformation. And I started off by saying my ideal day is to sit down for an hour and not say anything or do anything. Now, some people say, I don't have an hour to give. Well, you try and find 15 minutes. If you can't do 15, do seven minutes of silence. By sitting down and listening to your own thoughts, you actually sharpen your awareness. Right. Because there are many educators out there They've got a thousand and one things on their list, professionally and personally. And the brain has a way of hijacking you. Don't let your brain hijack you. So I would say to the teachers who are listening right now is nurture yourself, please. Give yourself the gift of life by doing seven minutes of silence every day. Put a timer Mm. on and just sit. You're going to think like you're not being productive, but you are. Because life is in the now. Most of us burn our energy thinking about tomorrow, next week, or we're regretting about something that didn't happen in the past, but we're rarely in the present. So seven minutes of silence every day, be in the now because that's where the gift is. Wow. You know, I try to meditate. I'm I'm a busy brain. And so every time I sit and try to be still and to meditate, I feel like I'm being bombarded by lots of thoughts. Any tips to kind of get my brain to shut off? Well, the first thing you need to do is to acknowledge that you are having this thought. So awareness is really good. So what you want to do is you want to step outside of yourself and watch yourself do that thinking. It's like, oh, there she goes again. So you've got to give a name to the present you and you've got to give a name to the busybody you. Mm -hmm. 
And the second you do that, you're aware. You become the observer rather than the thinker. Right. Okay. So here's my other question for you. You're already in that state of sadness. I dare say depression. How'd Mm. you get yourself out of it? Gratitude. Gratitude. At least you've got an emotion to feel. What would you rather be in? Would you rather be dead or alive? Now, if you're in that sad state, the first thing you want to do is say, you know what? I give thanks that I'm able to complain right now. I'm thankful that I'm complaining. I'm thankful that I've got something that I'm not happy about because there's people on the other side who can't feel anything right now. So the first thing I need everyone to understand is this. There is always someone somewhere who is worse off than you. And what you call a problem to somebody is a prayer. Yeah, that's actually true. Are there any sort of gratitude practices that teachers can start today? You know, I mean, yes, it's good to just say I'm thankful, but are there any like tangible practices that they can start implementing? Okay. So if you're listening to this right now, just touch your ears and say, oh, I'm listening to this. I'm thankful for my capacity to hear. Mm. And then you touch your mouth. Oh, I'm thankful for my capacity to taste. Oh, touch your eyes. I'm thankful. It's almost as if you want to do the head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes, head, shoulders, (laughs) knees and toes, knees and toes and eyes. Like literally do the head. That's it. That's it. This just came to me now. Do the head, shoulders, knees and toes. We all know it, but be thankful for your head. Be thankful Mm. for your shoulders because you carry so much powerful weight. Be thankful for your knees because they carry you everywhere. Be thankful for your toes because they keep you stable while you're being a great educator. So do the head, shoulders, knees, and toes gratitude exercise. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. I like that. I actually like that. And and it helps you to move as well. So listen, it's two things in one, right? Exactly. That is fabulous. Um, You know, there's a lot of talk about sort of the pandemic and its effect on well-being, its effect on mental health, and especially the mental health of young people. So as teachers, we've got lots of young people in our care and they're going through, you know, tough times. How do we help them? What do we do? I think the very first thing we need to understand is this. Kids don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm. Okay. There are three things I always teach our young people. And I'm on a mission to create a world where young people wake up happy and go to bed fulfilled. And there are three pillars. Pillar number one is happiness. Mm. How can we make you happy? What makes you happy? Okay. Because I believe happiness is the fuel for the next pillar, which is achievement. Don't try and get a child to achieve before you get them to be happy. Right. Because if you think the achievement is going to make them happy, no, it's not. I know kids who are getting top grades, but they're not happy with their lives. So the first thing is help them to be happy. Second thing, help them to achieve, which is about growth. And then the third pillar, help them to make impact on their community, because that's where true fulfillment comes from. Because you can achieve greatness, but if your greatness doesn't spread around you, then what's the point? So how do we help young people be happy? Help them to do gratitude. I keep banging on about gratitude, a gratitude exercise. Sit down and write down 10 things you're grateful for and look at it every single day. It shifts your psychology. It shifts your mind. Oh, you're on lockdown. You've got the internet. You're watching Netflix and Disney+. Plus. There are some people that don't have electricity during lockdown. Wow. Perspective. Yeah. I, and I mean, we kind of have the students who 
you know, for the most part, they're fortunate. You know, they've got internet and they've got the devices for the most part. I'm not saying this is for every child in the Middle East, but for the most part here in the GCC, etc., they do have quite a lot to be grateful for. The teachers, though, they're online, especially now in Abu Dhabi for the next couple of weeks mm. and on and off in Dubai and other parts of the GCC. How do they get the students to have that balance? Because I think a lot of what's making the kids so unhappy is they can't interact in person with their friends Mm. and they're spending so much time on the screen. And as a teacher, you want to help and you want to talk to them about gratitude, how to balance it all, because there is the curriculum that also has to get done. I think to be fair and to be really honest, yeah, there's the fight for the curriculum, which is part of the achievement. Yeah. But I think we need to really have a balance between the happiness and the achievement. And part of what we can do is to how can we make remote learning a bit more fun? So if I was doing a remote teaching, what I would do is I'll do a challenge. I would say, okay, right. I'm going to give you 60 seconds. I want you to go and collect three things from your house that makes you happy and bring it to the screen for me. So they get up, they run to their bedroom, they run to their living room, they run to their kitchen and they bring it. And each person has to bring out one item to say, this makes me happy because I am grateful for this because I am grateful for that because. So all of a sudden you're helping them to tap within themselves. You're helping them to connect with you and you're helping them to connect with gratitude. So, you know, I call it the scavenger hunt. That's it. The scavenger hunt, go and scavenge for things that make you happy, bring it, do a presentation on screen. And this exercise can just literally be the first seven minutes of a lesson. You know, every lesson, there is two new people or three new people that do it, you know, and you run off, come back tomorrow, there's somebody else, you know, you can rotate it. If you've got a class of 30, obviously you can't do everybody. So something like that, that's one thing I would do. You can even also do this without even visuals. Mm. Even if you can't see the kids, they can still go off, come and then talk about what they've got in their hand, which is actually works great for their imagination as well. If you don't see the kids on screen. Yeah, can you imagine if they're describing it and it's like a game of charades as well? Exactly. And it's also getting them to, yeah, I like that idea. See, teachers, Action Jackson is dropping gems. So that is a definite, <laughs> that's a definite activity that you should try in your classes. Um, COVID-19 has thrown us a curveball and mm-hmm. it really has messed with a lot of our, you know, our mindsets, our well-being. What do you think we're supposed to learn from this period, which is going on and not stopping it looks? Do you know what? We are the best and the most gifted period of history. We used to talk about resilience, but resilience is only built in a time of challenge. And the only time you need an umbrella if there's rain, the time you need to build resilience is now. So the gift that this time is given to us is the opportunity to develop resilience. It's like the gym of life. It's been going on for quite a bit, but I think humanity needed a shake because Mm. there is something great that's coming on the horizon that we're going to need to be ready for. So it's teaching us how to develop resilience. It's teaching us the value of our relationships. And we need to really, really question that and look at that and how can we enhance it. It's also helping us to question our purpose as well. You know, so rather than complain about this season, ask yourself, hidden inside every problem, there is a gift. Our job is to find the gift. Don't see this as a problem. See this as a puzzle that needs to be solved. Right, right. And once you solve it, you discover. It's a a problem. No, it's not a problem. It's a puzzle. 
it's 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 a good perspective. I'm just thinking and wondering, you know, how do you get yourself into that mindset to shift from problem to puzzle? It's not easy. It's not. It's not. I mean, right now I've had to rebrand my whole company. Two of my staff have gone off on maternity leaves and I'm having to reshift. I could sit there and panic or I can get excited. That's an opportunity to create something greater, something that can reach the globe. Yes. So every time I see a problem, the first thing I do, I say yes, so that the brain can say, okay, it's excitement time. Because the brain is ready to solve your problem. It's you that gives it the wrong instruction. You see a problem, you're like, oh, the brain goes, what, 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 what? What's the problem? It's a problem. Okay, yeah. Here's the chemical that's going to drain your system. Here we go again. But if you say yes, someone on the outside is like, why are you saying yes to a problem? No, no, I'm giving my brain an instruction. I want the problem solver to come, not the complainer. Right. So I'll give you an equation. E plus R equals O. E plus R equals O. E stands for event. There are many events that are going to happen to you, around you. So the situation we're in right now, that's an event. The R is your response. The R is how you respond to the event, which will determine the O, which is the outcome. So the way you respond to the event will determine the outcome. So if your response is, yes, this is a puzzle, let's solve it. The outcome would be innovation, creativity, shift of mindset. If your response is, oh, here we go again, the outcome would be stress, frustration, depression, anxiety, you name it. And then you keep moaning, which kind of perpetuates the cycle. So your response should be, yes, this is a puzzle. Let's solve it. Yes, this is another puzzle. Let's solve it. Now, if you start getting too many puzzles coming your way, take a time out, go and have a nap, go and have some ice cream, watch some Netflix, take a break, and then come back to solve more puzzles. <laughs> I was going to be like, if you turn it oh, okay, I, I'm with you on that one. What is the value of looking at your time that you're spending on the screen versus the time that you're spending off the screen. Because I think this pandemic, even though it's teaching us resilience, it's also teaching us something about personal connections, in-person connections. Yeah, I think for some of us who are physically restricted, we have to be very careful. If we have the capacity to go and interact with someone, social distancing permitting, we must do it. We're social creatures. Okay, we don't want to become cyborgs where we're just used to staring at a screen. So mm. if you spend five hours in front of a screen, you need to at least spend about two hours plus with a human being or an animal or go and hug a tree or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but just do something that connects you back to nature. There was something about, aha. So here's the thing. There is something called barefoot meditation. Okay, as soon as you finish, just Get outside, get on some grass or some sand, take off your shoes, take off your socks and just walk bare feet and be present. Reconnect with your humanity. Even just walking bare feet on concrete will help you to reconnect and reground you to humanity and nature, which resets your whole system until the next day. Then you repeat the solution again. Wow. Listen, Action Jackson, we could talk and talk and talk. <laughs> I've just looked at my clock and I was like, oh my God, we've been talking for nearly 20 minutes straight. It's just fantastic. You are full of such wisdom and you're just giving us a lot of strategies and tips to take care of our well-being. 
and to be happy. You know, the title of this podcast was how can teachers help young people to be happy? But mm. I think we ought to look at it, how we can take care of our very own happiness. Because I think when we do that, our happiness will exude and the young people will see it and they'll emulate. So I'm loving that. So mm. I know previously you used to go into schools and do your talks and really encourage and sharpen young people. What are you doing nowadays? How is that going? Well, I'm still in schools, but the great thing about now, I'm in thousands more schools. I'm a thousand X because technology has allowed me to be, this morning I was in um, Dubai this morning doing one-to-one mentoring, which is great via Zoom. Okay, I'm sending videos out to El Salvador, across the Middle East, anywhere. So virtual reality and and technology has allowed me to do what I do best and I can do it and then have time with my daughter as well, which is perfect. So I don't have to fly six hours. So, yeah, I'm doing a lot of virtual sessions with staff as well, train staff training. My new book, Happy School 365, is equipping staff members with how to motivate their learners And I've created a lot of resources to help staff. So a lot of training is taking place. I'm doing a lot of leadership training as well. How can leaders make their staff happy so that their staff can actually make their kids happy? And, you know, we've got to keep that cycle going. Yeah. How can people connect with you? Lots of teachers are going to hear this and probably think, listen, you know what my school needs? My school needs Action Jackson on a virtual platform talking to the staff and the students and if that's the case how can they connect with you well you can send me an email jackson i can at icloud.com jackson i can at icloud.com that's my personal email for you send me an email and if you want me to do a session i can do it for you also i've got some free resources actually and all you've got to do is go to happyschool365.co.uk happyschool365.co.uk and you can get yourself 21 amazing videos on how to inspire your kids. We can make this happen together. So I'm going to put that information in the show notes for Mm -hmm. anyone who wants to connect with Jackson. But listen, I know that Jackson is a bit of a singer. Um, (laughs) I've actually watched him voice out some tunes on social media. So I'm not going to let this podcast go. Like I can't, I have to be be honest with myself. I want him to give us a little happy tune that's going to keep us going and that's going to make us get into that zone. So go ahead, Jackson, give us a little tune, please. I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but I really want one. Do you know what? So backstory behind this, this year, I said to myself, this year is a year for us to smile and flow because so many things are going to happen to our lives, but we've got to learn to smile and flow. And the title of this track is called Smile and Flow. And what does smile stand for? It stands for seek meaning in life's experiences, because life can happen to you, but you need to learn to smile. So here we go. This is going out to everybody across the Middle East, the UAE. Listen. It's my time, I'm going to smile and flow. It's my time, I'm going to smile and flow. It's my time, I'm going to smile and flow. It's my time, I'm going to smile and flow. It's your time, you're going to smile and flow. You better smile. It's your time. 
You're gonna smile and flow. Yeah, it's my time. Come on, you're gonna smile and flow. Hey, it's my time. I'm gonna smile and flow. Yeah. That's probably the only time you'll hear me sing on this podcast. I promise. I don't think I'll sing again. I did it, That's and it, it made me smile, which is fantastic. There you Thank go. You so much, there Jackson. It's been a you pleasure having you on the Teach Middle East podcast. And you listen, I don't know what the future holds, but you know, if it's in the plans, we'll definitely have you again. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Teach Middle East podcast. Visit our website, teachmiddleeast.com, and follow us on social media. The links are in the show notes.